0: We used to throw the ice on the floor to make it slippery. So, so you could do the.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Polly Podcast, where the conversations are real and raw, where we say
0: what we feel and we feel what, what we, what we say. say. Feel what we say. Let's go, Eddie.
1: Last week we talked about uh, your Parramatta 09 run. Today I want us to jump into that 2011 run with the Warriors.
0: Mighty Warriors, baby.
1: And, and the Warriors, you know, it's every Polynesian's second favourite team. Yeah, You know, the Warriors, and especially how good they did this year with the Waz. Yeah. They weren't the Waz back then, were they?
0: Nah. And I think they started this year, and have to say, I wasn't a fan at first, but <laughs> yeah. then uh, by semi finals, I was up the Waz. So I jumped on the train as well, you know what I mean? You're one of many that just jumped on the train and
1: became day one as bit, overnight. A bit, a bit, it
0: have some credentials to my name too, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, Having yeah. donned the jersey myself. Come on, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, you did too.
1: Like the other time, let's try and set the scene again. Yeah. 2011, the Green Bay Packers win their fourth Super Bowl that year, sneaking into the finals with a 9-6 and six record. The LA Lakers are swept in the postseason by the eventual nba champions your
0: team very big year but that was a very good year i remember watching that final series man, <laughs> but I, I, what thought, a year, I thought i thought you'd be happy with that the, stat The big schnitzel brother how can i yeah. forget
1: unfortunately for all the raiders fans that's the year that al davis their owner passes away top of the charts again we go back to the charts and there were two songs battling it out for the song of the year that year can you have a guess no idea. <laughs> had Adele rolling in the deep.
0: Oh, fresh on the scene. Fresh
1: on the scene, and one of the club classics. You would have had many drinks to this song, <laughs> the party rock anthem by LMFAO.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Used to throw the ice on the floor to make it slippery, so, so quick. you could do the. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we'll start from the start of the year. It was a big change for you that year. Because how long have you been? At, would would have you been at uh, Parramatta?
0: Oh, well, from from the start, like I was a Panamata junior. Um, I played, I think it would have been like three, four years um, playing first grade. I I debuted in 2004, but I had a little hiatus for about three years. We went to England, came back, played reserve grade. Didn't come back until 2007. So seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten was my last year and just for you know everyone out there the paris supporters i was born and raised paramount you were eel, you were. bleed blue and gold it was dream come true to play for para. um sit on the hill as a youngster, watching you know jim dimick jason smith these guys supporting those boys and then come through and get a chance to play it was a dream come true so 2010 you know i was told one thing by the coach and then was shown other things by other people from board meetings, etc. which, you know, the writings on the wall that I wasn't wanted or wasn't in the, in the plans for the future. So I started looking elsewhere, but I didn't want to. I obviously wanted to stay in Parramatta, but, um, yeah, when I looked out there, there was interest from a few places, but, yeah, New Zealand was where I ended up.
1: Did it hurt you a bit with that kind of news coming out, ...probably wanted to be a, a one-club man at the Parramatta Hills you know? Oh,
0: definitely, man. Like, if you if you get an opportunity to play for the team you grew up watching and supporting... ...like, the last thing you want to do is leave. Yep. Especially with guys like, you know, we mentioned on the last one... ...about the, the group that we had there. It was a, man, it was a close-knit group. Um, you yeah, know, we made the grand final in 09. 2010 was a bit tough, but we had new guys coming through... I thought I could have been a part of that and probably develop into a more senior player, but you know, as it goes, you know, um, things move on and people got certain opinions yep, that's that right. don't align with yours. But and it is what it is. It turned out to be a blessing, um, and I'm very grateful uh, for the time I did have at the Eels, especially because you know, like I said, man, I love Parra and you know, I still support them now um, with my kids. So. Um, was unfortunate, but again, it was a blessing in disguise.
1: When that New Zealand Warriors contract came in, did you think twice first about the move? Well, because a lot, you guys, the a lot of guys do that. Well, I'll tell
0: you a story. Tell me, tell me. This is this is pretty out there. But when I when I heard um, you know Parra didn't want me and I got to look elsewhere, there was two places I said I'll never go. Canberra and New Zealand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Obviously Canberra for it's it's cold temperatures and you know, the only time I went there was to see the Parliament House in Year 6 and
1: pollies are no good in the cold, are we? No, no,
0: no, no, no good, <laughs> no good. But just in general, like I just didn't see an attraction to the place, no offense to the Canberra people, but you just yeah, that's how I felt. And then New Zealand every time we'd go there it would be cold and miserable and raining and it's always hard to play the Warriors over there. So those were the two places I said I'd never go. Then I get a call from the manager saying, Warriors are keen. Money looks pretty good. Let's just go over there and have a look and see what they've got to say. So I think it was like the week before round one in 2010. I go over there, fly over with my partner at the time and my manager. And um, we, we landed about 12 o'clock. And the CEO leaves the uh, season launch to come pick me up from the airport. Takes me to the owner's house at like 12.30 at night. He says, mate, stay here. Big mansion with like a nine hole golf course. It was Eric Watson's place. Yeah, yeah. I go in there, in the morning we'll, we'll come pick you up and we'll show you around and blah, blah, blah. Yep. So I go to sleep, wake up in the morning. There's like a full buffet breakfast in the house. And like, so there's a family that live in the house on the property that take care like, of the house. Like a caretaker. Yeah, man, like, like maintenance yeah. and mate, whatnot. So, I wake up, This unbelievable breakfast, and then I hear the chopper. No <laughs> the helicopter way. comes You're in, kidding. lands on the golf course. We go into the chopper with partner, manager. We go up, take a tour of Auckland in the helicopter. We're riding around, <laughs> <laughs> riding around. <laughs> then they go, Right over, we're going to drop you on the harbour near the viaduct at this like top notch restaurant. And yeah. I meet Ivan Cleary, Tony Iroh. So, I go off with the coaches, and one of the um, ladies Nadine Conlon absolute champion took my partner at the time out in the city showed her all the shops the boutiques and all yep, this yep. so we gone our separate ways went with my manager had a chat to Ivan said like you know like just things I wanted to hear you know like how much you know, they would appreciate me coming and talked about the team and I already had my own thoughts about what I thought about the team um, yep. and then yeah we come back together went back to the owner's house they said, "Oh, you can have a barbecue." That was like a three-course yep, yep. <laughs> thing put on,
1: yeah. and
0: then, mate, it was unbelievable—like red carpet, like you wouldn't believe. And yeah. so, man, it just, just the love they showed—they showed me. Like my my manager at the time was like, "Man, I've never seen anything like this for one of my players. Like to have the red carpet rolled out like this is yeah. ridiculous." And I was like, "Man, you know," talking to my my partner, I was like, "Man, what do you reckon?" She's like, well, "Where do we sign?" Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. So it just unfolded like that and, you know, when you feel the love like that and then obviously you put other things together like leaving home, being away from home, but then you look at their roster and, man, there was a few players there that we'll probably get into, but there was guys that, you know, I was so keen to play with. Um, And then, like, Ivan was such a champion then and Tony Ira, I really liked him. Um, It just worked and the money was good. Mm -hmm. So I said, man, three years. Let's go and uh, explore. So it's a bit like, you know, when the, you watch those movies and they have those
1: NFL players. Yeah. They go to different clubs and they yeah. put out the whole works for him to yeah, try and man, sign him. Yeah.
0: It's sort of the same with Oh, man. Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I couldn't take the smile off my face. <laughs> like, if you think about it, like, I was, you know, born and raised in Para. Yeah. And, you know, like, you got that experience. But to feel that, you feel like a rock star, man. I like, know. You know, you're taken around in, like, a helicopter. Then you're t- taken around in, like, a chauffeur Car, like to hear there. Yeah. Oh man, it was a good experience. Yeah, we got back to the house, played golf on the while we we're waiting for dinner. Yeah, jumped in a spa jacuzzi on the property. Like, man, it's like, where do we go? Let's go. <laughs> Give me the pen now. Yeah, show me what room's mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that was man, it, uh, it made it real easy. Like, yeah. when I look back now, I think there was a couple of other clubs. But nothing came close to that.
1: How old were you around this time? I was
0: 25, turning 20, 26. Yep.
1: Yeah. And just probably feeling the love when you weren't
0: wanted at your same, at your oh, Gold Club. Probably. 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. Like I said, they made it easy for me. And yeah, riding was on the wall yeah. at Para. So, so, and also, I didn't realize um, I had the same management group as Chris Inu. And, um, we uh we weren't aware of it at the time but we had the same group but different managers and we we're both talking to the warriors yeah and then when we found out that we will both going there i think that made it a lot easier too like that we can go over together you know at least i'd have someone there that i knew there were a few boys there i knew but yeah like i was pretty tight with chris so
1: wasn't there a story behind that too when you were yeah to he tells it to the a team? story
0: my mem- his memory is probably better <laughs> than mine but he reckons um we come together and said on three, we're going to name what team we've been talking to. And it's like one, two, three, Warriors. And I was like, one, two, three, I can't remember. <laughs> but I think that's the story. But I remember we told the team together and it was, it was hard, man. Like, yeah. Man, I loved those guys, man. Especially the place and, you know, leaving family and whatnot behind, too. Like, yeah. yeah but like I said, it worked out.
1: So after you visited, Sign obviously, sign mm. what were the expectations that you, Ivan was expecting of you because you would have been one of their marquee players at the time,
0: yeah. What? Well, at the time, I think I was like probably one of the um, you know, more decorated in yeah. a sense, yeah. Um, you know, Warriors have found it hard in before that, like to sign probably young, promising players, um, they've had some. Some good ones, even like before I got there, like you know, Michael Luck was obviously already there. Jacob Lilliman was the Origin player. Yep. But um, I think someone like myself, you know, like they they got a thousand of them in New Zealand, you yeah. know, and to bring me like an Aussie ball playing Polynesian back rower to yeah. New Zealand, it's it's probably breaking the mold of what they used to bring through themselves, especially yeah. by the, the Warriors before, like that made the GF before me. 2001 and one, two. like man what a team that was man oh what a team those guys are the guys that sort of you know gave me the freedom to a couple of our favorites in that team ooh, eh? man you go for a lot ali Sonny, farmer winner clinton torpy yeah. bro, you go for a million of them even yeah. big front rowers jerry and yeah but all of them man. i like I'd hate to leave some out man but there were heaps man and that from from one to seventeen Throwing the ball around and what they call it, warrior ball or whatever. Yeah. I remember those days and um, remember when they used to, you could line up and
1: get a ticket with your passport at the SFS, free ticket, to go to the semifinals and that? What, if you had a Kiwi one? Yeah, if you had a Kiwi passport.
0: I don't know, mate. i got an Aussie one <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think Eric Watson, he yeah, yeah, yeah. paid for all of them and if you had a Kiwi's passport, oh, you could really? line up and you can get a thing. I didn't know that, mate. Yeah, man. I don't know. That. All my kiwis out there, they should re- they Keolda. should remember all of that. Yeah, Kiota, Kiota. Yeah. How was the first day of pre-season when you walked in? What was uh, it like? Because it would have different different place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Different people. I, f- I feel like it was uh, it was pretty easy to transition from Para to the Warriors because there was um, there was a fair few younger Polynesian guys, like yep. especially Tongan boys, like that. I felt like I got along with. It, it, those guys that ended up coming through, but like Siwa Dak Yahoo and um, Saliva Havili, Low Brothers, Glenn Fisiahi, oh, yeah. they were a bit younger, but they came through. But when I first got there, man, like, like I just felt like I got along with everyone. And it helped. I had a few guys I knew Jeremy Lattimore was there, Latsy Jimmy Maloney was there um, that I'd played with previously. So I just, and everyone was good people, man, like yeah. good people. I think that was the biggest thing. Like, I could have been training anywhere, but if you got good people, makes it easier to to transition in, blend in, um, make friends with people. And um, yeah, I think it was it was easy, but brother, preseason was hard. Yeah, like, I think I lost a fair bit of weight there. I think towards the back end of my para stint, I think I was over it and probably didn't look after myself as well. And yeah, like coming to the Warriors, was big expectations for me to do well. So it was hard at first, but you know the the brothers pushed me through. So <laughs> Craig Walker too, the trainer there. Yeah, man, he was he was really good too, man. Man, he's four and fives, eh? Oh, any oh, any, any fitness, I hate it, but man, four and fives a killer, man. Any long distance like that? Oh,
1: shout out to Sam Moore who had to do an eight in ten once. You <laughs> all watched him. <laughs> yeah,
0: eight and
1: Eight in ten, man. The
0: poor dude because he didn't make the first one. Yeah. But, yeah, walks was really good for me. Um, coaches were good, welcoming. Yeah, I, I, f- I found it really – I was excited, hey, eh? like yeah. pumped when I f- come into the trials. I felt really good.
1: How were the fans at the start when you first ended oh. up going there? Because I, I know they support their team really well yeah. in New Zealand.
0: They were – like, well, before I even played a game, Yeah, I got voted to the All-Stars game. That's all right. And um, – like, I think maybe Manu was first choice and maybe Simon, but I was, like, third choice. I hadn't even played a game, which I, you know, I was, like, excited about, man. I just showed how much love the fans had for me. So, yeah. Um, man, even that was a story in itself as well because <laughs> we got picked and then we had to go into camp. We played our first trial down in Greymouth um, and then we finished the game and Joel Moon got picked for the Indigenous All-Stars. Yeah. So, both of us had to travel out, but they bring a chopper onto the warm up field.
1: Tell you what, mate, you know these choppers, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. A couple of the choppers, man. <laughs> but this was unreal because, like, we're in Greymouth down, like, Christchurch down yeah. south. Um, we get in the chopper, and uh, when we're flying to the airport, we're going through, like, where they shot, I think, Lord of the Rings or yeah. one of these movies, man. And it was unbelievable, man. The scenery, like, oh, picturesque. Unbelievable. Man. But yeah, it got looked after and there's another chopper story in that year (laughs) as well. Oh, you're kidding. At the back end, yeah. It must have been the next year, but I was, myself and Simon Mannering were about to have our first baby. We played at Wynn Stadium against the Dragons yeah, and our partners were due to have babies same time. Played at Wynn Stadium, chopper out the back again, in the chopper up. Back to Sydney Airport along the coast, man. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been in a few helicopters, nice, mate. mate.
1: Yeah. So, how was that All Stars game? Would yeah. have been a great experience. Oh,
0: I'm spilling that the concepts like, oh, like I, I love that that it's what it is now. Yeah, you know, representing the different cultures, but I think like just that. You know All star You know Like yeah. the best of the best Sort of thing
1: like Cause you used to get Introduced out Like one by yeah, one To yeah. the crowd And that didn't Yeah you?
0: man And just like The whole training week Man Like you're looking around Yeah But right. it's just Superstar after superstar And I remember Hayden Knowles' trainer Used to have this One on one drill You know The one on one You get up You go around Opposite And you yeah. gotta beat each other yeah. And man Just watching that And watching the footwork Amongst the best yeah. of the best man. Who was playing in that team With you can you uh, remember? I think Brett Morris, Sean Johnson was, he came in as well. Hansey, uh, I think Cameron Smith, Darren Lockyer, Benji, Petro, Big Petro was in there. Oh man, that would have been. Josh Dugan, Jennings. Cool. Bro, just unbelievable, man. That's awesome, man. And then at that time, man, everyone at their peak. And then the indigenous all stars, bro. Like yeah. Thurston, G.I., Benny Barber, Carvin. Like, oh, I didn't think he killed us that game, but. <laughs> Yeah, I was lucky. I got to play two of them, so yeah, two-time all-star. Oh, beautiful.
1: Let's go. So let's get back onto the Warriors. Yes, you don't start too well that that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and three starts in the season,
0: man. 0 three, and I think like in that third game, I, I was playing five eight against Cronulla, and we we were playing down the line somewhere. Yeah. And like, man, I think everyone was like, "Mate, who's who, who did we sign? Who is this dud?" You yep, know. Yeah. But I think after that, too, that's when um, they told Ivan that he can look elsewhere. Okay. They probably wouldn't keep him on. And that's when he signed with Penrith, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, 0-3 start. Yeah, looking pretty dismal. Looking the, for an answer. But
1: the fingers do get pointed at, like, the, the new the new signing straight away, don't
0: oh, they? Oh, 100%. And because, like, I went from, like, I would start as a back rower, then went to 5-8. It's like, you know, I was trying to find a place in the team myself. Yep. Um Looking back at the games, and you know, that like I, I felt good. I felt like I was you know in good shape, and was trying hard, but just couldn't you know find the right place. I think as a whole squad, we were sort of finding out what position who worked well where, you know, because I think we Jimmy Maloney at the time was the seven, yeah, um, and like Sean hadn't come on the scene yet. Um, Brett Seymour was another half there that I used to love playing with. Buster mm. man, he was a he was a gun man, very underrated halfback. Yep. but um yeah, that first yep. thing we were for, just finding our way man yep. trying to find what combos worked well. I think Simon Mannering might have been playing in the centers then too. We had Sean Berrigan there who was as well like man, we're just trying to find the best fit, I think.
1: yeah man, you're throwing
0: out some names in your team. you had some good players. Oh, I'm telling you man and, and like those boys there. Like we had Lewis Brown too. like Yeah. Uh, Lance Hohaya. Yeah. Man, like it, you think about it, like all versatile too. So yeah. like is Lance like a, um, a one? Is he a half? Is he a hooker? A hooker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, Kevin Locke was on the wing. I think we had Glenn Fisiahi coming through. Like, man, just a plethora of talent. Yeah. And, um, you know, it must have been a hard job for coaches to try and find the right fit. But I think it's probably a good problem, right?
1: Yeah, it is. During this time, was there a, was there a, like a person in the team that you straight away struck a relationship with when you first got there?
0: Yeah, I think, two of the boys I, I felt pretty tight with Ben Madalino and um, Russell Packer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We had the M- MMP, Madalino and Matteo Packer. But that was our little crew <laughs> for <laughs> a little while. Yeah. Um, but everyone, man, like like I said, from the start in yeah. preseason, like, it was a really tight squad. Um, we had a good mix. Like, those poly boys, you know, man, you know what it's like in camp, yeah. It's uh you can't come in with a bad haircut, you're yeah. gonna get teased. You can't <laughs> come in with a bad outfit, you're gonna get teased. But it's all playful, it's yeah. all, you know, for laughs, but it sort of brings the boys together. Yeah. I think those two boys are probably struck a struck a chord with the most. And maybe one other, my my mate Sonia Losi too, man. He um he was he was crack up, man, but Good player, good bloke. He's uh, just finished filming uh, movie Red, White and Brass as the <laughs> lead uh, <laughs> <Yeah, the> Mucka, <laughs> <laughs> So just shout out to Sonny, your acting debut. Mate. It's going well, is not yeah, it? Yeah, 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 going good, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So during the season, you would have you would have heard whispers about a young kid
0: coming through by the name of Sean Johnson.
1: Was he training with you guys at that time?
0: Yeah, he must have been. Yeah. Must have been. Yeah, there was chat, you know, and then obviously we see the videos of playing touch footy and that. So he's obviously got all the skill and everything like that. Um, I think it was just – he just needed the opportunity yep. to get into the team because at that stage, you know, Brett Seymour and Jimmy Maloney locked down the halves positions and doing a good job too, so. Was he a quiet kid at, at, at the start? Sean. Yeah. I wouldn't I – maybe not sh- uh, quiet, but he was he was real humble. Yeah. Humble kid when he come in and um, – Always listened, <laughs> took on advice, and, and everything you know, like when you tried to give to him. Yeah, I think he came in with um, with that mentality of like you know trying to learn off everyone. Yeah, um, especially being a young half, you know. You can, I, I know most coaches want their half to come in and dominate and, and be the boss, but I think he had someone like Jimmy who probably could take that pressure off him. Yeah, so it made it make it
1: easier for him. So round thirteen comes and Brett Seymour gets injured. He gets the call up.
0: How was he during the week? I remember um, him in general coming on as a youngster. Just the feet, even stuff at training. You know, like turning people inside out. He's probably got a few stories about doing it to me, but I won't repeat <laughs> those here. But um, yeah, he man, he was. No one was. Uh, no one was safe when he had feet playing playing footy at the line. Yeah. Round fourteen comes. He scores his first try, and, yeah. but he had a big big head yeah, yeah, in that didn't you yeah you're welcome mate you're <laughs> yeah. welcome nah I, I, we had a i used to love playing around the rock and used to try and get my halves or hookers uh, halves or fullbacks or whoever to try and follow played a little play with the hooker and uh i actually tried to pass it to someone else but lucky they let it, let it go <laughs> he <laughs> caught it and just went through and torched the uh the fullback I think yeah. it might have been wade mckinnon or something yeah just ran around him but oh man was the first of many Yep. First of many, but I'm glad I can say that, you know, I was going to try assist from it. And I let him know too when he posts a try on Instagram. I always tell him, let him know, you know, welcome, you're welcome, try assist, try assist, you know. Yeah, did, did, did you know at that time that he was
1: going to make it this far?
0: Um, nah, I don't think anyone knows. Um, definitely all the potential in the world, you know, you won't mind me saying we used to call him Princess because, um, you know, he was a bit... You know I'm not that i'm one that loves the defensive side of the game but you know he was one that like all, team, all good teams do they'll target their halves yep. and um yeah he used to get targeted um probably used to have competitions between him and jimmy how many missed tackles they could have <laughs> but <laughs> but he um no nah, he stood up man there was a period there from round
1: seven to round 12 where you guys had went on a little run and he's had the buy as mm-hmm. well thrown into
0: that Man, I reckon that's when we sort of started to find our identity. Um, you know, we we like to play off the cuff a bit, but um, in terms of like getting, I think that's the one question about the Warriors that always gets tossed up is who, what team's going to turn up on the day. You know, do they have enough steel to outlast these storms and all this sort of thing? Um, but I think we we had the three game um, period where we went to Gold Coast and. We beat Gold Coast up there, and then we went to I think Coffs Harbour or something. We drove to Coffs Harbour for a little camp there, then drove to Newcastle, beat Newcastle on a Sunday Arvo, and then we beat South the next week. And then we had to buy, and I remember holding on because after we drove from Gold Coast to Newcastle, everyone's backs were shot. I remember because <laughs> we were in little minivans. Oh yeah, and um, but I just remember like us saying, boys, like you know, it's us first, everyone. You know, this is who we are, we stand up. Defensively, we stood up. I remember just having like a steal after that in the squad about like, this is who we are. I remember getting to that bye period, just thinking, man, we just went on a mad run there. Like, let's sort of put something to, let's put something in here.
1: So he's went well. Yeah. He's went really well. But then after the bye… He's having four mm. four matches
0: where he's get beat. Yeah, complacency, mate. You know, like I said, we were confident in our yeah. steel that we had, but then you know we lose a few. I think it was a few close ones there. But you know, I remember th- being at the Warriors. Old Craig Walker walks, the trainer, head trainer. Whenever you have an issue, a couple of losses or something like that, it's everyone on a Monday, Tuesday to the nearest RSL, and where everyone's getting on the drink. And although it may be uh, frowned upon these days... Yeah, that's old school. Mate, right? we go to RSL, everyone on the beers, maybe a few truths come out yeah. after a couple of beers, but mate, we're almost guaranteed after one of those sessions to win the next week. So we get, we go into RSL, get on the beers with each other, then the next day we'll probably get flogged, and then we'd have a really good week after that. I remember doing that maybe three, maybe three times during that year. Um, yep. I just thought, man, that's just another way of how we come together. Like I said, these days, you know, probably frowned upon, but um, it was all in-house, you know, yep. like yep. we go to our RSL, it was like nobody there. We just there till the afternoon, then we, you know, go away, our separate ways, come back the next day, get flogged, you know, put it, drink hard, train hard, yep. and then almost guaranteed that week to have a really good week. Win or lose, we're always doing well the next week. And it was just to sort of galvanize us, you know, bring us back together. Yeah. You know, th- when you have a loss, people go their own ways, try and solve things on their own. Yeah. Where, man, it's amazing. A couple of beers, you know. Some people start telling blokes what they really think, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And then, But that's good. but That like, works, it, man. It works. It works. It's old school, like you said. But, yeah. it, man, for us, I feel like, – and for that group, um, I think it was more considered like the Aussie way, you know. Like Walks used to drive at the trainer. But, yeah, we had a few boys like Michael Luck and that Jacob Williams who's, yep. you know – of our Aussie um, stalwarts, did you call them? Yeah, you know that really instilled a bit of that that nature in us. Like, you know, let's let's just get in and solve it together. We'll sort it out.
1: Yeah. Well, it worked because you guys finished the season seven from nine. Yeah. And he's end up finishing sixth. Yep. In sixth place. So. Yeah. So he's played Brisbane
0: in the mm. first first Brisbane. First, first game of the finals. Yeah, Suncorp Stadium. I talked about this, I think, on another podcast. Um, it still sticks with me, man. Because we had our – you know, you got your favourite strips and that that you wear and whatnot. Yep. And I remember it's the first time we mixed a strip. So we wore our white jerseys with black shorts and socks. But it's always white and white or black and black, you know. Yeah. And the first time, and I don't know, it never sat well with me. Like, But then we played that game – and um, Suncorp Stadium, 40-odd thousand there. And I remember, man, they put it, they did a number on us. But I got a meat pie, yeah, which I was happy about. But, yeah, I remember coming away from there thinking season's done. You know, and I don't think anyone gave us a chance. And I think it was only because someone else lost in that final series that gave us the second chance. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously coming six, you don't usually get two, two bites of the cherry. and losing that game we ended up going next week West Tigers
1: what was the what was the first week like like cuz you's would have had a bit of confidence coming into the finals with that 7 from 9 record finishing
0: the year yeah um, i think even like against brisbane in brisbane heaps always, of kiwis yeah like so we'd always have really good support there and i think we'd probably come in with a lot of confidence like you said 7 from 9 to finish the year um and I used to love playing at Suncorp, man. Yeah. Like, I, I love playing there as as an eel. But then coming there f- as a warrior, like, man, you just feel that extra support. The Kiwis in the crowd. Same as in Gold Coast. But, like, on that big stage against the Broncos, man, like, it's a tough ask for any team. You yeah, know, it is. But I'm sure it's the jerseys, man. I'm sure. <laughs> it still doesn't head in to this day, <laughs> He's man. You're still thinking about it's the jerseys, jerseys man. Jerseys I'm sure. I'm not very superstitious, man. Like, I'm not. I've got one thing that does my head in, it's... Um, that I'm superstitious about But besides that Maori and those jerseys Killed us man So that second week You go in and play West Tigers mm-hmm. SFS bro SFS SFS And I remember Tony Iroh man Like It was We knew To go all the way We're not going home As in like We're not playing at, In New Zealand anymore Yeah So you had a saying we're, we're burning the boats We're not going home Until we get Get the job done Oh, what the and it was, mate. I remember, it was, I think it was at a team walk. We were staying at Coogee. I love that. Man. We're staying at I Coogee. Love that. We go through our team walk and he pulls the boys in. Team walk, you know, it's lighthearted. It's, yeah. you know, we're throwing, playing, playing passes and just getting the legs going. And I remember just pulling us in and I think we were on like a, you know, on Coogee Beach. They got like these little pavilion things. Yep, yep. We're standing on the pavilion, boys. This is what it's about. No one's giving us a chance. We don't care. We're not going home until we finish the job. We're burning the boats. We're burning the boats. (laughs) We're like this come back from the team walk. Let's go. Let's go. I remember we went there. I remember that game, man. Um it was, man, packed house, mostly all tigers. But we had a strong contingency in the crowd. I think they did the hucker for us. yeah This is when they started pre-game like where they do the hucker before we do the kickoff i remember the first half i had um sean was on my side and sean johnson and had robert louis was my half in front of me defending shout out rob champion blow ended up playing with him after but he was my half i always run block play on him block play and i was running the lead 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 and i was telling sean hit me man i can just feel like he's He's not not committing he's half tackle he's going he's going he's going first half he one or two times. And I knew, like, obviously you do your video before before you play teams. He's playing out the back. Plays out the back to Kevin Locke. Bang, bang, knobby out the back. I'm saying to him, mate, hit me in the line. Play deep in the line. So the third time or something, he hits, he goes out the back and Kevin Locke drops it or he mis- miscues the pass or something. They scoop it and go 50. A couple of plays later, Robbie Farris scores some dummy half. So after the try, I'm like in the in-goals going, I told you, give me the ball, i blah, blah, blah. I'm Ripping into him, ripping into him. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. So halftime comes. Straight after halftime, I think it was five, ten minutes in, we get our first opportunity to play some good ball. I said, to him hit me short in the line, hits me short. Straight Bang. through. Score the try. And they were up then. So it brought us back into the game. Yeah. And then we slowly – I remember just being in a grind, man. We talk about grind, grind, grind. Grinding back, grinding back. And then – of infamous crossfield kick. Yeah. Inu fumbles, fumbles, grabs it. Gets it, yeah. Misses Lottie. Bang, try. Will they go to the
2: air? Johnson done. And Lawrence and will go out. And it's down with the ball on the ground. And uh, what is going on here? Last tackle, Sean. He wants to have a look. The Warriors see that score. Well, there's been a juggle. There's been a massive juggle here and chris nanina who we've seen do freakish things looks as though he's got a second grab at it and may have got it that's all tigers there that's all tigers knocked down grabbed oh <laughs> my goodness gracious but he hangs on to the football so to play the ball well oh, now he's saying hard. he's not held He's saying he's not held and died for the line. Wow! He missed the first time. He mightn't have been held and lunges the second time. Let's
0: have another look at it. Is there a hand
2: placed on him here? Is there a hand on him there anywhere? No. That's a try. Wow. This looks very much like it's going to be a try to the Warriors. That hand is off a tiger. Well, if he did get a touch, it's back anyway. Bounces into his hands. I don't think Tim Moltson completes a tackle on him by laying a hand on him. He goes for the football, misses the football. He's not touched, he's not held. He can reach out and wow. he scores. The only way they can deny this is to claim that Molson has actually got a hand on the out with the ball on the ground. Here we go, Ravs. It's
0: Inside. One of the most That's, contentious calls, you know, like if you look at it a million different ways, but yeah. to me it was the right call. Yeah. Like I thought that too. Regardless, like he, it's very iconic now that oh, you, especially the, mostly for the West Tigers fans. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, you know, now working for the Tigers and you don't bring that game up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not very heavy, mate. Not (laughs) heavy. I remember that game, man. The boys really hung in there the whole game. And, you know, if we just uh, held on to the ball a bit more in the second half, you know, we could have got to remember. Finishing that game, being in the sheds, singing that song. like And just, man, that meant so much to us, man, that game. Especially because of the week before, no one giving us a chance. The boats are burned. The boats were burnt. You weren't going home. We're not going anywhere, bro. We're here. (laughs) And then we know where we're going next. Melbourne. Let's
2: go. And welcome back to Amy Park with uh, a similar opening to our match that involves the Warriors. With Brendan Martin leading a section of the crowd in the rendition by the Kiwi locals of their haka. In front of a very, very good crowd. For that rendition of the Haka,
1: as impromptu as it may have Let's been. Go. How was the support back home? Because did you guys fly home after that?
0: Yeah, yeah, we were going home. Um, you would have been rock stars there
1: at the, that oh, time.
0: man, it was good, man. It was building. It was building. Yeah. Like, um, they weren't convinced yet. no, nah, no. They no, weren't no, convinced no. yet. But you could tell, you can tell in New Zealand things are going good when the media's there. Yeah. Because obviously, rugby's massive and. But that 2011 series, man, our training sessions, when the media, bro, the media scrums are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? And, um, you know, again, we got the task of going to Melbourne, beat Melbourne in Melbourne, big three, they're cruising, no one gives us a shot. Going into
1: that game, how was the team? You're right, going to Melbourne in the finals. By going to Melbourne during the year. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. You know? And seeing the big three there... What, oh. what was the what was the talk in the camp? You know, yeah,
0: you know what, man. I remember because
1: um, it's not like you were at Para when you had all young guys and they were mm, all you know they yeah, were fearless, fearless, and they'd do yeah. whatever. We well, yeah. had a couple of stalwarts there yeah. that, it, that knew how it felt going there.
0: Yeah, like I think we had older guys, but I think we we're all pretty new to that environment. Like, um, like I, I played in the '09 series, but it was like a couple handful of games. Um, but all our senior guys, like Michael Luck, um, Simon Manning, the senior guy, but still young. Like, he was young, yeah. It's like he would have been 24 or something, 25. Um, Lance O'Haya, Aaron Jeremiah is another one that I haven't mentioned yet, but, man, he was a massive part of that success of that year. I think we had a really good mix of yeah. of youth and we had, like, older guys. And I remember that actual game just thinking, we're going to outgrind Melbourne which no one says. And usually play in Melbourne, we're a team, the Warriors will always get them because of how unorthodox we were. Yeah, that's right. Or like we'd move the ball or we'd play outside the systems. Yeah. But I remember that game with just grinding, grinding, grinding. And I remember even for myself, someone who loved the offload, like I even I remember being told, just put it away, just put it away for one game, you know. And I think I maybe had one offload the whole game. I just remember mindset just thinking, we're just going to grind them, grind them, grind them away. And then again, another iconic moment. Sean cruising across yeah. the thing. Drops me, doesn't use me standard. And then <laughs> hits Louie Brown, who again offloads to... Oh, scores actually. Scores. And you see what it means when you see the celebration yeah. after that. Like.
2: Yeah. back to Locke. And Locke goes running back. And then gets the pass to Johnson. Johnson's still going. Duggies again. All Johnson right. gets to the to Brown. Brown. Brown goes in to score. The Warriors... John Johnson take a bound. He goes in that opportunity with a marvellous kick at the end of the last set of six. And what slide of hand here. We know he's had a touch football background. Well, look at this. Goes across field. throws the big dummy on the inside. He fills everyone. And then the one hand on the outside to Lewis Brown. Wonderful, wonderful start.
0: And then we're up by six and then Jimmy kicks the goal. Jimmy yeah. Maloney kicks the goal from the sideline, man, and just like I don't know if uh, it wasn't relief because like there was no expectation on us to win, but just the feeling, you know, pure bliss, man. Like you, yeah. you cannot, you cannot like replicate that in any other way. I reckon, yeah. like, like you can have your kids and stuff like that. Like it was almost like winning the comp. It's a bit euphoric, isn't it? Oh, the feeling, man. like, and and you know when you're like I talked about like uh, people saying that, you know, it's a disadvantage for us as warriors when you go to travel over your second week. Yep. But I, in a way I thought it worked as an advantage because man, you're, you're in each other's pockets all the time. So you do learn more about the person, which means when you're out on the field, you you want it so much more for that person. You know, for, yep. for you, you want to work harder for him or you want to do this and that. And man, we had like, all, you know, all the families, all the partners were together back in New Zealand watching the game. Yep. I remember them get they got interviewed on like the local I think on one of the shows or something too they all pumped for us like <laughs> like they were filming them as the game was going you know yeah. um was, that was that feeling man you just you wish you could bottle it you know like yeah, yeah, but yeah. just knowing that we got them down there like that was huge you know that's 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 then, like a final in itself no that's it. that is and then and then you're like man we're going to a grand final yeah like, that's, that's, like, the next step that you haven't even looked at yet. Yeah. You know, like, you're in another grand final or, like, for most of the boys, like, you're in a grand final. Like, you, it, it takes a lot just to get over what you've just accomplished. Yeah. You know, like, and you got to bring yourself back to earth just to prepare for the next week. But you just don't want that last feeling to end. Yeah, that's right. You know, I remember when Melbourne, we're like, boys, we don't, we want to celebrate because we're like, no one gave us a chance. But then, man, you got to prepare for a grand final. Like you don't know when to turn it off, you know. Like we're still celebrating, but no, no, no. Boys just go. How was how was Ivan
1: during this time? Because how was he trying to not get you guys to get
0: too high so he can come back down? Oh well, man, you know? I think you see him like he does it naturally, man. Yeah, like that's just who he is as a person, right? So I think like just him being himself automatically brings everyone down, and like I mentioned Tony Iro before, like like the coaching staff as a collective even walks as a trainer like I think they're all on the same page it was the biggest thing that everyone was on the same ride. Like, we burned the boats bro. Yeah. yeah we're all on the same boat together like we're not going anywhere so I think everyone had the same drive everyone had the same vision yeah. you know we're all on the same page so um, like we knew what was the job at hand whether it was Tigers Melbourne now we've got a new job yeah I think that's just been being ourselves, been sticking to what we've the process, yeah. you know, it's so cliche, but whatever our process was at the time, that's you know what we did. All right,
1: so the Melbourne game finishes on your way home. Yeah, the all black jerseys have gone into the cupboard, everyone's put their Warriors jerseys oh, back on. Well. How was the feeling back in New Zealand oh, when man. you guys got back? And you know what to like
0: <laughs> the final series, like all business class. Oh, we'll find air yes. new zealand shout out air new zealand man business class man looked after everywhere you go boys, yeah. warriors 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 yeah and uh, it was buzzing the auckland was buzzing fans were going crazy um yeah it was so good man and like it, my my whole experience in new zealand was like really good uh, the people always from day dot were always nice always supportive Never had any gooses like you know come out of oh, what's wrong with your bar? Like, yeah, never, yeah, always really good. So I couldn't complain. But just at that time, just the love, man, the love from everyone. Yeah. Was it a bit more special? Because I know the New
1: Zealand fans, a lot of Polynesians. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Did it feel like a bit,
0: a well, bit more special for you compared
1: it, to the, the Parramatta time, or was it different?
0: Um, I felt different f- personally. There's was a couple of things. So, number one is, like I felt like 09 went really fast, the week. And I knew that in hindsight, looking back. So, I wanted to make the week stretch out and enjoy every day. Whether it was the first day recovery, second day media, whatever the day was, I just said to myself, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, because, I you know, I don't know when you see another one. Yeah. You know, like. yep. Well, we talked about um, the 09 preparation for
1: the week. Yeah. Let's go into the Warriors' The Warriors mm. week. Well, it, was know,
0: it was it a bit similar or was there? Nah, it, was, a few it, was, it was different because you know obviously we're in New Zealand, you know, yep. so we have to do what we have to do in New Zealand, sort of do our commitments with media and that over there, and then get in get on the plane business We're off to Sydney, plane um, plane or the helicopter, yeah. whichever one you felt like. <laughs> yeah. But we we kept it the same. I think we stayed at Coogee again. That was our place that we stayed at every week regardless if it was a, nothing special for a grand final but we had our commitments i think we we're in darling harbour we, yes. sh- we had shot the footy show and uh, i think myself and chris went on the panel um and backstage we walked past to see this group of ladies like flocking around this chair like yep. in the makeup room we Go, who's that man I'm not, looking in one of the ladies moving it was hugh jackman Oh, yeah. T-jack, the Wolverine. Man, the Wolverine, bro. Like, and I'm go, oh, weird. And he's just sitting in his makeup chair with his legs crossed, just making them all giggle. Yeah. Like, full blushing, man. Like, <laughs> and we're like, look at this guy, man. And then he jumps out of the chair and then he comes and says hello to us. And, bro, he, like, he's tall, man. Yeah. He's tall, but I thought he'd be beefy. He was pretty, like, skinny and lean. Yeah. Anyway, like, said hello to him, got a photo with him. He's a manly supporter. That's cool. Yeah, he's a manly supporter. So, like, he was still really good to us, you know? Yeah. And again, the ring sitting on the panel. Oh yeah, you told us you Sitting know. on the panel, and they got the ring there, and they're like, "Do you want to have a look?" I said, "No, nah, I'm not touching it. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna touch it. Should have touched it, man. <laughs> Would have been the closest." <laughs> but yeah, we we did the footy show. Um, that was a cool experience. Nervous as you know, because it was a live audience too. It was just whoever was in Darling Harbour, yeah, then like an audience there, and um, yeah, and then you got. grand final breakfast the next day and then we're going back and then that's it shut up shop captains run get ready for the game so let's go the night before
1: so Burn the Boats was against the Tigers yeah yeah. he had to pull out something better than that (laughs) what did he find Uh, what did he find I can't
0: remember man to be honest because it's it's all said and done right yeah it's pretty much it like um, I can't remember any any supposed sayings or anything that came out but um, yeah, I'm, I just remember you being there night before, you know, like, it's all reflecting at that point. Yeah. You know, you just, it's reflection, you know, what you've put in for the year, the four and fives from the start of the year, <laughs> you know, the 0 and three to start the year, like, yeah, you know, the, the bad backs in the bus trips coming from Gold Coast to Newcastle, you know, you put everything in order and you're just like, man, this is what it's all for, Yeah, you know? And, um. And, like, even in Sydney, man, we had massive support. Um, the stars were aligning, yep. you could say, you know, and, and most of Sydney, because it was against Manly, like, most of Sydney was all for us. Yeah. They were all on our side, so, um, you know, the feeling was probably more hype than the one mm. because of the support. Do you feel, you, because you went through it before,
1: mm.
0: that it made it easier for that? Second time for para. What you, you go away when you go play Townsville, Brisbane, Melbourne, or New Zealand. Yeah, and like you're not guaranteed to play them every year, so <laughs> there's not much time you spend away together. But when you're at the Warriors, man, you're together all the time, and it's clockwork. Yep, it's clockwork. Like even to what day you come in to camp, what you do night before, day before, morning of, after the game, like bro. Like the biggest, like. Some of the littlest things that you wouldn't think about are like clockwork, like our boots. I don't know, many people would realize that you've got to wash your boots when you go international because yeah, you can't you do. take dirt inside and out. Yeah. So, we would, to make things easier, when we travel, our, some of our staff would have this massive bag with all our footy boots in it. And so, we would wash our boots straight after a game in the shower. You'd wash your boots, put it in your boot bag, and then chuck it in the big bag. That way when you're going through customs, you don't have to check it. Yeah, you
1: don't have to worry about
0: it. Like little things like that, just time consuming, but things that we that I think I believe that the warriors, man, from traveling so much, they learnt and they got the little things right that allowed like the experience to be like not taxing. Yeah. You know, like having shuttles from the from the car park near the airport to the to the plane, straight into a lounge. Onto the plane, you're in business. You get off, you're straight to the hotel. You don't have to wait for your luggage. Yeah, all these little oh, things good. all add up, you know. Yeah. Like, and and it all goes to your performance, it goes to your well being, your your how your mental space is, and then affect uh, effectively how your performance is on the weekend. So I, that's why I'd like the difference in the grand finals in preparation. I think we were fully prepared. I just think maybe some execution on the day. Yeah, go our way.
1: Let's talk about the other team. So you end up playing Manly in that grand final, mm. and during that period, Manly and Melbourne were the probably the best the two Gunners, teams. Yeah. You know, what was the talk going into the final? What did you guys have to do in mm. order for you guys to get the win?
0: Yeah, obviously when you play Melbourne's big three, you know that's your main focus. But with Manly, they had to strike all over the field, man. Like, yeah. You know, they, one love,
1: edge. they love playing footy
0: that oh, team. Oh man, like Gifty on one edge, Glenn mm. Stewart, Chalk on the other edge, you know, like and then we got two young halves, yeah. With Snake running around, Matt Ballin at Hooker, like there's just everywhere, you yeah. know, like Steve Maddow, Jamie Lyon on the centers. center. Like, like, come on, man. man. <laughs> you know, and then you had Woofie on the wing, was killing it then too. Like yeah. they were a tough team, man. And they they were a little bit unorthodox the way they played too. They could play footy from like nothing. Yeah. Like, even the try before half time, Glenn Stuart puts a grubber kick grubber through. Grubber kick, yeah. They go 60 metres, I think, the score in the next play. How like, good was that try? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good if you're a manly supporter. <laughs> yeah. But I was watching it going, no, like, yeah. you know, like, it's exactly what we've planned to try and defend against. And he, it's just too good. Like, that's all you can do is say it's too good, man. So, yeah. um, again, another grand final was sort of on our way back. But then there was a try at the end, I think, when. Hopper flicks it back in. Yeah, that's right. That just killed us. So yeah. there goes the run. But um, man, they—you just have to take your hat off to them, man. Like they were too good on the day, and unfortunately, another another one gone. <laughs> another one gone. Yeah.
1: Do you believe in that? Um, you got to lose one to win one thing that they say.
0: No, nah. no way. Look at how many guys have won one. Yeah, won from one. But you know when they say that. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know, uh, maybe to to understand or to appreciate the moment yeah, more, maybe, yeah. maybe, because if you if you've never lost one, like when you, and you do win one, yeah, how much does it mean to you? You know, like yes. obviously it means a lot, but if you know what it's like to go a whole year and lose one, and yeah. then go a whole year and win one, obviously that's a different feeling, right? Mm. When he's got back home, how was the support back home? When yeah, man, he like, came home. Well, we had a good night. The night of i remember we we're in darling harbour we had an after party and we um you know we celebrated it was a big year man like in my yeah. first year in new zealand you know i was over the moon and how it went obviously make a grand final but then going back to new zealand I mean, everyone was we'd had like a stage set up at the airport i remember and um yeah like just full support man yeah. and i think for my career in uh, in new zealand like it was a Obviously, really good springboard into the next three years, but obviously didn't, didn't reach the heights of that year. But at least, it, you know, it, p- it pulled the expe- expectations up of what the Warriors could, could do and can be. Yeah. And definitely got a lot of supporters that probably wouldn't have watched league just in general, but at least watched the Warriors yeah. as well. So you've been through the, that run twice now. Yeah. Does it
1: take a lot out on the team? Is that why they say these like manly Melbourne teams back. are so good because they bounce back every year yeah. and, and compete for the
0: finals? Yeah, hundred percent. It takes a lot. Um, it does take a lot, but I think there's a lot more factors that go into it other than just trying to bounce back. Yeah, obviously your roster. Like we got a new coach new coach means new assistant coach, means new trainer, means new... Just fresh, fresh everything, start. Everything. Everything's new. And then you got a new squad, which means new principles, new things. Like, everything changes, man. Yeah. So unless you're like a Penrith, like, same coach, like, they got a system in place. It doesn't matter who comes and goes. Yeah. Everyone knows their job. Everyone... And, of course, like, the biggest thing is the culture. Yeah. So I think at the Warriors at that time and then the next couple of years, like, it's... Like, like what's your identity you know like and it's always been a big question for the warriors mm. and that's why i think everyone's so excited now because everyone knows who they are now yeah whereas 2011 will someone and then everyone gets pulled out of it yeah you know yeah which is it was sad talking about the warriors
1: this year they they went on another big run what made you proud as an old warriors player seeing
0: those results and seeing how they played and how they've grown up. Yeah, Sean, Sean, you know, was probably one of my proudest, especially like, because I, I used to carpool with him in, uh, in New Zealand for the next couple of years. And um, just knowing him on a personal level, knowing what he's been through, knowing like the injuries, the, the, the naysayers that said he's done, you know, after Cronulla, even himself probably thinking, you know, is it time? And then to have the year like, and not have to light up the the game with eighty meter tries and that, yeah. but doing it in a way that is so like I don't know for knowing him and obviously obviously us knowing the game, doing it in such a pleasing manner like, yeah. you know like things that you put into place at training and having it come come to fruition in a game like, that to me is like the most rewarding thing that can happen to you. Yeah maybe as a coach or anything, but when you're in, as a player and have all these other things, you know, like happen off the field and then you, you're given a lifeline like Sean did at the Warriors and just, number one, enjoy his footy, yeah. which is what he probably hasn't had for a long time, and then have the results go his way in terms of what he's practised on the training field and on on in a game. Um, that's what made me the most proudest, man, like... Because knowing his run, his story, and then like you know becomes a family man, like all these things, man. It's like people don't realize how much goes into goes into it. Like yeah. even before you take step on take a step onto the field, you know, all well, everything. A lot of things need to go right, or need to be prepared, or need to be put into place to make everything on the field work. And just if you get everything right here, doesn't mean that everything on the field will work either. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that's what made me most proudest. And obviously there's a few other boys like Adam. Adam, man, like you know, you and I both know his story and just to see him come through as a leader, man, like lead and then again performance wise be in my opinion, best prop in the game. Splitting hairs between him and Payne Haas, Yeah. So um and then again, man, the, the following, the people, man. The people, people got were behind back.
1: them. The people were back for the, the people
0: year. were back, man. And um you know, it was fun, man. I went up and watched the semi up in Brisbane. Yeah. That was unreal, man. Just because, like, you know, you're ex-player and you're like, you, I represent something, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we're the last team to go to the grand final. So, you know, I wanted so, so badly for them to go to another GF. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. I think they've got a really good chance again next season. But, like I said, you know, same coach, same culture, same system. New player, Roger, I think is going to make a big, big difference to him. Yeah. So, you know, fingers crossed the boys can go a couple better. Yeah, good luck to
1: the Warriors for next season. So let's speak about yeah, the rest of your time in New Zealand. Off the field, how, how was it? Like, because uh, you, did you have kid, your kids and that over there?
0: Yeah, I had one. I had one. My oldest daughter, Tali, had her over in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, she's telling everyone she's a Kiwi. <laughs> she's 10 years old now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yes, I had her there and then I had had three years originally signed there. um, And then after the three years, I had three different coaches in those three years. Oh, really? And that's after the grand final? Yes, I had Ivan, Brian McLennan and then Matt Elliott. Things were going good. Tried to re-sign for another three years and then within my first year there, on the next one, got another new coach, didn't see eye to eye and then i was said i could look elsewhere so i only ended up being four years when i should have been six years and it was a bit like paraman i didn't want to go times weren't good coaches thought or one coach thought something of me and yeah ultimately sort of was my demise in my career where um i came back to manly and i just wasn't the same and i think it was all due to my experience there at the at the back end but my experience in, in as a whole in New Zealand, I loved it, man. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the people, I loved the place, the players, every everything about it. I loved. Tell us about the steak and cheese pie. Tell me which one's the best one.
1: Be careful. Believe it a, or not. Be careful because there's a lot of worries. Believe, fans believe it or not,
0: I didn't have any pies, cuz you've never been then. <laughs> you've never been in New nah, Zealand. I have man. since. I have since. Yes. But what well, are the options? Steak and cheese. Steak and cheese pies, man. Or the bacon and egg. Bacon and egg. Ooh. Even, I think I'm steak and cheese Even guy. the
1: cream What's the
0: cream thing That oh, they have bond. The cream bun The cream buns. Oh yeah Look, look, look. Oh, Let's be honest say, Since I retired You know I had a couple <laughs> 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 But um, Now the steak and cheese cuts, That's the guy Yeah But those cream ones Oh very dangerous They're very da- They're no good for your Feel you stay away Sweet from those, on the mate. lips mate Straight to the hips huh? <laughs>
1: You know that one you still catch up with any of the boys or do you still hear from any of them? Yeah, How
0: yeah. How they going? I'm a, I'm a very good spectator now. Went to New Zealand this year and got the chance. they got a really good concept where they um, invite any old boys that are in town to come to Captain's Run. They'll uh, put on a coffee and an egg and bacon roll. All the old boys will come together, have a chat, um, catch up, wherever you come from, wherever you're going at the time, then you'll go in to the gym and say hello to the boys all the boys will come out and shake your hand then they'll go out onto the field and do their training session you watch them and then you just catch up again after like um and yeah at that time i got a chance to catch up with sean Adam, uh say hello to a few of the boys i never met before which they're all man gentlemen yeah um but just the chance of like man i was sitting there with the old boys sitting at a table with like uh willie poaching jerry C, you, ali um, even the Mad Butcher and a uh, few other older boys, man, um, just in awe, man. Like, like we talked about earlier, we used to watch, watch these guys, you know, yeah. carve and like, yeah. think, man, how dangerous would it be to play against them? Now rubbing shoulders, unbelievable, man. And I think that concept, it's about the culture that I keep talking about and the fact that they're doing that, you know, for every captain's run at home. Uh, for those that don't know, the session before they play a game the day before, I think that man that's really special really cool, special man. man that's cool and just interactive with the players the players are all so respectful of the boys that paved the way before them yep. except for Sean when I'm there <laughs> he thought I was trying to tell Benji what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm a spectator I, I, I love the game I love watching it yeah and I love watching good teams go about their business. Those two
1: years, you
0: did play really, really good footy, man. And, mm.
1: you know, some guys go the whole their whole career and not even get that close to the grand final. So you had an awesome career. And th- sh- thanks for sharing those two years with us anyway. nah, I appreciate it,
0: man. And, you know, like we keep talking about the reason why we do this is to give an insight into those experiences. And, you know, I feel really grateful, although I didn't get to win one, I feel really grateful that I had the opportunity to experience that like I i feel really really grateful man that you know i got to share the field with the players that i did and to have those experiences in those on the biggest stages um truly truly grateful and humble i think before we finish we just want to give
1: a probably a special shout out to one of your good friends Conrad Harrell and Will Hopawadi, they just recently retired from, from, international, from footy. international footy. So they've been uh, very iconic members of that oh, man. MMT side and they were a part of that. The most famous. The most famous wins that we've had MMT. against um, New Zealand and uh, Australia. Australia. So we just like to thank you guys for your contribution to our little nation, you know. Yeah,
0: man. And like we talked about being past players, man. We, we, um, we're number one fans now for the MMT team. Uh, We want to see nothing but success but to see guys like Will who's, man, on and off the field been an absolute role model for all our Tongan people out there um, in every aspect of life, man. One of the true, true gentlemen of of rugby league and obviously uh, the most... Comedic uh, rugby league player <laughs> to ever play, Connie Harrell, yeah. um, Budgie Smuggler Ambassador. Don't be shy, yeah. throw him out these ways, Connie. <laughs> but um, just to see him, man, he, he's one that played with uh, his heart on his sleeve, represented our nation to the fullest. And um, I'm sure those boys in that camp that just had him would have learned so much off him. And uh, just having his presence around is, um, man, there's not, there's not many like him. So thank you, boys, for your service. Thanks, we appreciate your um, offer all to the two of you. Marlo.
1: Uh, that sort of wraps up this episode of The Polly Podcast, but we thank everyone for listening, and I'm Eddie, that's for Letty. Yo. and you're listening to The Polly Podcast. Catch us next week. Let's go. Thank you for listening to The Polly Podcast. Join us next week for another
2: episode. Follow our socials to stay up to date on everything behind the scenes.
0: You must be like a professional, Flav. <laughs> <laughs>